that's good. I, you know what I, and what I hear from that, you know, and it's it's definitely going to play into like what I'm, I'm talking about today. But it's that whole being being vulnerable and being open uh, to the people that are in need, and, and just gaining that connection with the community, even though you know there's a possibility that you could be hurt. That's that vulnerability that shows love. And that's what love, I feel like, is centered. It has to be centered around vulnerability because if we're not vulnerable, then how can people truly know us and truly know our intentions? How can he know that we want to be there to help them? How can he know that we're there to be open? And, like, when we're talking about the, the last few weeks, talking about unification, vulnerability has to be a part of unification because how can we connect with the people how can I connect with you guys? How can you connect with me if we're not open to, uh, with each other, if we're not bearing our hearts with each other? Saying, I don't care about my struggles. I don't care about uh, the mistakes that I made, but I'm, I'm here to share those things with you because I want to grow closer to you. I want you to know me for who I am rather than me being up here. And, yes, I'm going to bring it up again, being the glamour pastor. You know, you can't, you can't just be a person and maybe it's just a rock that's sitting there you can, like, that you can just touch and you can look at and it's, it's just there. But like having the whole emotional, uh, spiritual, everything else that has to be connected with the people, with the congregation, with the pastor, with, you know, with the community. It's like I talk about like vulnerability. You know, we, we, we look at pastors today and... You know, there's this veil of secrecy that has been made, a staple that pastors use because of the idea that showing weakness is not an effective, uh, is not being an effective leader. And there's such a lie in that. It's, but it's that notion that uh, society has placed upon us, and you see it in Hollywood, you see it all over the place. It's like, it, you don't want to watch an action movie where the, the main star is just some scrawny guy that can't fight. Then that would not be fun. Nobody would go see that. Nobody would pay it. It'd be a waste of money. It's like, uh, it's like, oh well, we're gonna replace uh, John Claude Van Damme with uh, Michael Sarah or something. I don't know. <laughs> and it's like, okay, this is not this is not a good movie. So, and it's like we have that notion that if we don't put on this front, especially as pastors, that we we need to uh, hold it all together, have everything together. We don't have issues. We don't deal with nothing. That we're just to stand up here to deliver a message without bearing our hearts that we're living a lie. And then how many pastors have this idea that we must hold it all together to not show any sign of fault, mistakes, failures, or shortcomings? It's like, then I'm living in a perfect world. Then I must be perfect. It's like, you can't find any fault in me. Because I want to have this thing where I, I'm above reproach. In a sense, yes, I have to be above reproach, but it does not mean that I can't be in a place to say that I make mistakes. I have my vices. I have things that I deal with on the daily. And I go through the same type of uh, life pattern as everybody else here. My struggles might look different than yours, and your struggles are going to look different than mine. But guess what? We all go through trials. We go through these tribulations and stuff that we have to deal with. We go through things that we have to, that we put on ourselves and these burdens that sometimes we don't know how to deal with these things. And we keep it to ourselves because we, like, if we try to uh, present it to somebody else, they're going to judge us for where we're at rather than try to help us. It's a sad place to be. It's a broken place to be where we can't be open and say, I want help. I'm crying out for help. 
I need to be open with you because I want you to see me like the Father sees me. He sees me for me, but I want you to see me. I want you to be able to trust me. It's the same thing as like you, you crying out to me and saying, like, I want you to see where I'm at. Nobody else wants to listen to me. I could talk to somebody out here, but nobody wants to listen to me, but I'm bearing myself to you. I'm being open and transparent to you because I want to be free from this burden, and I want to find healing and, and the release and the freedom of sharing what I'm dealing with. In the Psalms, when the psalmist says uh, in Psalm 40, 12, evil surrounds me, problems greater than I uh, can solve come one after another. Without you, I cannot make it. My sins are so many. I'm so ashamed to lift my face to you. For my guilt grabs me and stings my soul until I am weakened and spent. And you can see in this psalm where he's, uh, the psalmist is bearing his heart to the Father saying, like, I know the things that plague me. I know the things that are coming against me. But, Father, I look to you as my supplication. I look to you as my healer and my provider. And it's the same way we to look to each other as well. He placed us in a community with fellowship that we can be free to be open without having that thought of judgment being cast upon us. But how many times, oh God, and I say, woe is me for this because this is me. That I say, you will judge me because of some of the things that I would share to you. Even standing here as a pastor, the mistake, some, I, I, do, I, make, I do make mistakes. I am not a perfect human being. I don't, but I don't, and forgive me for saying this, I don't want to be a polished herd either. I want, to, I want you to see the inside of who I am. Because I can dress up real nicely and I can, I can show out, but guess what? That means absolutely nothing. And stepping into this, this pastorhood, and it's like with, with what I, I try to wrap my uh, mind around is being to that place where even the, the darkest things that you feel like you would be shunned for, that you can be at a place to be able to share it freely. And it's sometimes, guess what, it's, it, it's for me to feel better, but also I feel like the, it's the experience that you get to glean from me and how I can overcome it. But I can also glean from you and say, I can, I can overcome my situation because if I didn't share with you, then you want to share me the experience that you had in dealing with that, that I can make it through. Then if I do that, I'm denying you the ability to be able to bless me with something and you gain the blessing of saying, like, I am being a servant to you. Because I love you so much that I'm going to lay down my life and I'm going to lay down my, my pride and my ego to share something that was dark in my life. Because I know it's going to help you move forward. I'm not going to allow something that you are dealing with as a stumbling block. But I'm going to show you how to turn that into a stepping stone that can propel you to a better place. It brings about a pharisaical spirit that we must be perfect in all we do. 
and betray the lie that we are not subject to trial and mistake. If you look at the Pharisees back in the old day, they had it so, so well together. They were dressed to the nines. They, they had the, the pompous look to them. And I, I mean, I, I wouldn't know personally, but the way that Jesus talked to them and he like, explained it in the Bible, like I can picture them in my face like, or picture them in my mind and say like, man, they must have been so arrogant to where they thought there was, not, like, there was nothing wrong with them. Where their like their mistakes is all forgiven, but everybody else has to deal with it. Mm. But they are they go through the same trials and mistakes. They have no place to cast stones at the people. And the same thing with me is and everybody else and all the pastors and people that are in ministry. We don't we don't have the ability to cast stones at anybody because if we continue to go through this life, there's going to be slips, there's going to be falls. And I'm not going to look at myself as on a higher ground than anybody sitting here because I know that we're all subject to the same thing. Again, it might look different, but we're subject to the same thing. So guess what? I don't lead from up here standing on a platform looking over everybody. Like I can come and say, I can, I can stand on the same ground, linked arm in arm and say, we're going to deal with this together. I'm not going to stand up here and say, you guys got to deal with it but amongst yourselves as a congregation because that's not how it's supposed to be done. And guess what? It doesn't benefit me at all. And I'm going to be the one that's going to struggle most in the end because of it. Because I get to see the healing, but I, I don't get to be a part of it, you know? It's the vulnerability and the uh, transparency that brings the congregation to the heart of the pastor, but more importantly, to the heart of the father. Oh, and that's so true. Like, how can you truly know me and trust me if my vulnerability and transparency is just left at the wayside? How can I represent the heart of the father if I'm not doing the things that the father does? How can you see the Father and what I do if I am not portraying the Father? Willing to take responsibility and say I'm not better than you, but I share the same common ground in this human form. There is human frailty here, and we are, we are and I'm going to say it again, we are subject, subject to the same type of trials and tribulations. I am no better than you. But we are all great. <laughs> we are all great. And that is together. We are great. The body of Christ. And I, think, I do think about Jesus and the person that endured the greatest vulnerability out of all of us, stricken in front of everybody, but still held his ground to say, I'm following through what the Father says, but I still look at everybody here and say, I love you. I don't care if you're hitting me and scourging me. I know that you're beating me and, and the wounds on my back are, are, are bleeding out and my heart is hurting. But his vulnerability says, I still love you. I'm going through this because I love you. I 
I don't ever want to get into a place where I feel like I need to hide. I don't want to be in a place to where I'm ashamed to admit my wrongs. Because shame, shame does come in. It's cunning. It's that tightness in your chest where you know you made a mistake. It's that tightness in your chest where it's like, what do I do? What do I do from here? What, are, what, am, I, what am I supposed to say? How's, how's my wife going to react? How's, uh, how's my mom going to react? How's my, my friends going to react? It's like, what am I going to do? What, what, then that shame will sit there and consume you. But we don't need to be ashamed when it comes to this stuff because if we stop and think about the forgiveness that the Father has given us, then what can anybody else say besides helping us into a place of healing? There's going to be people in your vulnerability that will try to use that against you. But brush them people off. I need to be in a place where I can show it's okay to be open with the people I care about. Then how do you really know, like, how do you really, how can you really show that you care about people unless you're open with them. It's like you learn this when you know you learn it when you get married. I'm not we've been married for three years and I'm still learning it. But like the more that I become vulnerable and open and sharing like the things that have hurt me and the things that do continue to hurt me, then how can we continue to build our marriage? How can we can continue to uh, connect as one? If I'm holding back holding back these resentments and bitterness because I was hurt over something or like I made a mistake or I can't, I can't be open and say like, this is what happened and this is how I feel because of something that was done. It's not, it's not just to, vulnerability is not just to admit your wrongs, but it's be willing to be open and say, this has hurt me. So if somebody else can see, wow, I didn't know what I did affected you so much. But it gives them an ability to, to look inward to themselves and take a moral inventory and say, okay, now I know where I was wrong in this. And then we're able to come to a place where we're at common grounds to be able to uh, reconnect again. It's like, it's like going to the altar to pray and then having a quarrel with your brother and saying, like, I need, uh, I need to go leave the gift here and go make up with them. Maybe you can make the correlation between that. I don't know why I just said it. It's just something that popped in my mind. <laughs> it made sense, though. With pastors, it comes to a place where the judgment becomes a darker fear to face because of the notion of being above reproach. And there is a fear. There is a, there is a deep fear because we know we have, we have to live in a higher standard. Like, you see, in the, especially in bigger churches where pastors fall off because they don't share the stuff that they're going through, and it continues to build 
continues to stack until one thing gets darker and then another thing gets it gets uh, more more weighty. It's something else that continues to stack up. And then next thing you know, you hear about them in the news and then the whole community is affected by it. Because it didn't take time to say, like, yeah, I, I slipped up. Oh, you know, I deal with porn issue or I deal with alcoholism. And it's like it continues to build on that until ultimately the fall comes. And it's a sad truth about it. We feel that we should be above reproach, but the above reproach that is being seen is a place that I don't have to admit my wrongs to you because I don't want you to sit there and look at me in a different light. When ultimately people want to know you, if they knew what you were going through, it would give them something more to understand and it would give them a place to say, like, we, we have more common ground than I, under, uh, than I know. Like, the, the title leader... It's great, yeah. But I, I, something just doesn't sit well with me with having titles that pro, like proclaim me to be greater. I don't want to be put. I don't want to be put on that pedestal. I, I appreciate being part of the leadership team, but I don't. I don't want to be considered a leader, even though that's what a calling of mine is. If that makes sense, I guess it, you know, but. I, I, I don't want to I don't want to take away from the I don't want to take away from myself the love of being equal to everybody here. I don't want to get a, I don't want to get ahead of myself and put myself in a place to where I feel like I'm above anybody. I want to be able to be free and open. I want you to be able to be free and open with me. Without seeing that, I'm this, uh, 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 oh, he's just, there goes Pastor Joe. It's like, you know, I don't want to talk to him. Like, he, you know, I'm, I'm afraid to. You know, he's, he's, he's all up here high and mighty on his high horse. I don't know if I want to say anything to him. Like, no, like, what? Get out of here with that. Oh, you're, no, I know you guys are really good. Lord have mercy. Lord have mercy. <laughs> I'm not saying there is no truth in that, but the ability to get uh, get to that point only comes with the ability to come completely to be completely honest, even a moment where it seems like only stones will be cast at you. Yeah, them stones are going to be hurt, but guess what? You're going to prevail through it. There's going to be people that will cast stones at you, but you're protected, and it's okay. You know, what I mean, it does hurt. Vulnerability does hurt sometimes, and that's the sad part about it. Not everybody's going to be for you in your vulnerability, but knowing that the people, knowing the people that are there, and understand that, and loving those people, and just and keeping your eyes fixed on them and the Father, man, you're good as gold. And saying that it's not only for pastors, as, as I've been talking about, but to anyone in ministry, anybody that you know that does come to church. Anybody that's looking for a way to heal, that's tired of, tired of being an onion per se because there's so many layers that an onion holds. It takes time, too, to peel away those layers. I'm not saying in vulnerability you've got you to gotta pour everything out all at once. No. It's, healing takes time. There's steps in healing. There's steps in vulnerability. The more that you share, the more that you feel free. 
the more that you're able to, to let go of the guilt and the shame, the more you're able to find freedom and understand who the Father is more. It's saying this, this is, isn't, okay, I just said that, whoops. That's why I got to start putting numbers or bullets by this stuff, because I get confused. <laughs> I believe if we are, we're, we're to be in a place, or I believe if we're in a place of perfection, we would lose that place of connection with each other. And the only thing we have to connect on is the perfection. But then again, we won't, if we're perfect, then we don't, we won't have a need to have anybody else. That's what our minds would go to, especially in this human form. It comes with a pride and uh, ego and all that stuff. And we're just like, okay, I'm good enough. I don't need any help, so I'll just walk this life by myself. And that's a sad truth. And there's people that probably live like that today, people that suffer from narcissism. They, they probably believe they're perfect. I don't know. I don't, I don't have that. I'm glad I don't have that, that sickness. But it's through our, it is through our faults and our mistakes that we do connect really well. It is through that sharing the vulnerability and the transparency where we all come together. And we can just lie. It's like, it's so cool because you see how people lift each other up. And I remember, I think it's in Galatians where it says, uh, if you carry each other's burdens, you fulfill the law of Christ. And that is the truth. That vulnerability gives, the, gives us the ability to say, here, help me carry this burden. And it gives the ability of someone to say, yes, I've been, I've been looking to serve. I've been looking to help somebody. Like I, especially when people that really do care about you, it's like, yes, I've been waiting for you to spill this, this, this to seek help in this. It's like now I, I can just come and love on you. And that's like the greatest feeling ever, especially for someone that wants to be a helper and that's a caregiver and that's a lover. They're saying like, oh, your healing is so beautiful. You pouring your heart out to me. It's like, oh. Oh, something to cherish. Like you can't, you can't take away from that, and you can't sit here and tell me that this, that's not a wonderful feeling. When someone confides in you with their heart, and like you have it here, and you're just like, thank you, Father. Thank you, Father, for this. Because then you get to see the transformation, and that's the beauty about Sozo, too. It's like the transformation through Sozo is like freaking phenomenal. <laughs> Ask me how I know. Because I got some sozos. <laughs> but it is, and, and same with sozo. It's like you are vulnerable. There's times where you got to be really vulnerable to find healing. And when you get to that place, and it's like even when you're sitting in that chair, like I know I, I'm not, I haven't sat in first chair, but I, I witnessed and been in. But just seeing like that stuff be set free and then just letting it go, you're just like, wow, there's something that. It changes your life, but it changes your heart. It changes your mind. Psalm 40, uh, 13 and 17 says, Please, Lord, come uh, quickly and rescue me. Take pleasure and show me your favor and restore me. Lord, in my place of weakness and need, I ask again, will you come and help me? I know I'm always in your thoughts. You are my true savior and hero, so don't delay to deliver me now, for you are my God. 
in the same way that we take time to be vulnerable to our Father. It's the same, I feel we should be vulnerable with each, uh, with each other. I'm not saying that everything needs to be shared with people. There's, only, there's, there's some things that only God's able to deal with and to heal you from. And there's only gonna, there's going to be people in your inner circle that you can share stuff with rather than people on the outside. But it's with you and Holy Spirit to pray about how do you deal with those things and how, how do you come to a place to understand like what needs to be shared. But you will know it too. And you'll know it in your heart. The things we share, the problems we experience, the mistakes we make serve as learning opportunities for the people we fellowship with to connect deeper with us and to build stronger relationships with. And that's true. The relationships will only get stronger the more that we continue to connect. But this hope, though, is that we learn together, we grow together. I glean from your experience, you glean from mine. I might not be been on this earth too, much, too long, but I, I've seen stuff in 30 years that, you know, people can learn from my experience. Mm-hmm. And it's the same with anybody here. We gain clarity to see that stumbling block and to use it as a stepping stone to elevate us to a place of righteousness. And that, and that is from the willingness to face the big scary. So what is the easiest way to get past ourselves? And to be able to just get it out. I can't, I can't personally say that for you because I don't know. Everybody has different ways I believe the Holy Spirit will provide the answer for you. You do have to pray into that. It is being getting to a place of absolute vulnerability does take practice in working with the Holy Spirit and trusting the Holy Spirit, trusting the Father, trust in Jesus. He will provide a release for you and a way to move past the things that hinder you from being able to, to display that. It is a generic answer, but it's the hard truth. The Holy Spirit wants to guide you to a place of freedom from burdens. And as pastors, we, meet, we also need to be willing to listen intently to what the Holy Spirit is saying. First and foremost. Because to be effective leaders... We must be willing to be taken low. Then we can rise to a place where we can fully operate how we're supposed to. Selah. (laughs) (laughs) The greatest thing that I have ever learned, and I think it's been the most beneficial into becoming leader, is to being a servant leader to look at David and see how he lived his life as a servant leader for the people. Because in actuality, I mean, you guys aren't my people. You're, you're the father's people. I'm just stewarding what he's provided here and loving you guys as, as family because exactly what you guys are is family. 
and, I, and, and be able to cherish that and to nurture those relationships and being realistic or real, I should say, not realistic. I'm not a cartoon, so if, you, if, that, if that's what you're thinking. <laughs> I might do cartoon things, but <laughs> kind of goofy, but this is, you know, it's all in good fun. So I just want to pray over you guys. I just want to pray for your hearts, pray for just your minds. I just want to I want that shalom that's that's present here today, and as I, I was feeling it sitting over there, just that that peace of the Lord just be upon you. That any waters that are inside you that might seem like they're they're riled up, or like you might feel anxious from hearing this because you know this might be something that's being been stirring in you to be become more open with those around you, or to deal with those issues. Like, I pray that the Father just comes in and ministers to you and the Holy Spirit comes speak to you in the ways that, that you are open to listen to and, and figuring out how to deal with the stuff that is hindering you from getting to a place of vulnerability and transparency. I pray that the Father can open the door to healing in those areas. And that the Holy Spirit can come minister to you in those. And that Jesus can just love on you through it. And to show you that he's proud of you for dealing with those issues that you held on to for so long. I pray that, you know, I, I feel like the Father is saying he is proud of, uh, of you guys for dealing with those, those problems for so long into being, having a level of vulnerability that you already have. He's saying, I want you to take it a step further. I want you to be, be in a place to where you can have uh, confidence in your, your identity. I want you to grow closer with the people around you. I want you to become one. I pray that he can touch your mind and any doubts that you have that you, you could be set free, that's be taken away. Any questions that you have is be answered. I pray that the Father can uh, show you that it's okay to stop running from those big things that might that might be scary to talk about, but it's okay to stop and to have that shalom. I pray that he provides the right people to come around you. To encircle you to be entrusted to you.
Father, I just thank you, and I just want to seal this today, God, with this uh, vulnerability and transparency to talk about. Lord, I just pray that it's, it's just something that becomes more apparent in us as we continue to unify as a church, Lord, because it's going to become a time to where it moves outside of here, and we, we, we connect with other churches, and we all can be vulnerable together, but in the same sense, it displays that body of Christ, that we all can operate, and that we can show the world that we don't have to be broken on the inside of here, but we can display that perfection and a sense of who you are, not because of us, a sense of who you are to the world that they can they can hunger and taste or and hunger and thirst for who you are rather than uh, the things of this world to say. I see how they operate and, 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 and how they love each other. How they connect with each other. It's like, I want something like that. I want that substance. We thank you today, Father, for your goodness, your mercy. And I thank you in your precious son's name. Amen. Well, we got people that want to pray for you up here. Um, I'll actually be up here and I'll pray with you. I think that's something that's on my heart, you know. So...